Hello and welcome to Podiatry Practice Mastery. Don Pelto here. I have Larry Huffman here. Welcome, Larry. Hey, Don. It's good to see you again. Good to see you. So um, you you have kind of an interesting practice. I know we, we've met years ago and you primarily do an orthotic practice and really no surgery and you do it very well. And uh, so I want to kind of pick your brain because of a lot of us, we're not in that privileged position where we're, we're doing a ton of orthotics. I'm starting to track my numbers and I think maybe I did 18, then 20, then per month type of thing. And you're probably upwards of how many do you do per month? Just so people can I get know. I mean, it, it varies, but I would guess we're 60, probably 50, 60 pair a month. But I do a lot more prefabs than I do custom. Okay, well, let's get but, into it. So tell me, right. let's say you're talking to someone that's just maybe three or four years out of residency. They're in practice. They're trying to make ends meet deciding, you know, which one do I carry in my office? How, how do you switch them to custom? How does that work? So, okay, let me just start with, I'll just give you the spiel I give patients. And let's just take this as plantar fasciitis. So I've got, I've got my chart, shows the plantar fascia. And I talk actually um, about how, what first thing we need to do. So regardless of whether it's plantar fasciitis or plantar fasciosis, which I've already gone over with them to some extent, the first thing we need to do is get load off this tissue. And there's actually some really interesting studies. Um, and these are actually studies from Ezra Cogler back in the late 90s. And this is kind of what I should tell the patients is they've shown that the, um, when these studies, so they took cadaver legs and they loaded them down and they put a strain gauge within the plantar fascia. And what they found is if you get an orthotic that conforms very close to the arch of the foot, then that is going to be the best, most effective device to take tension off your plantar fascia. So you have two options here. You can either get a prefabricated orthotic and I can guide you to the best ones for your foot type. And not everyone is gonna work for you. The one that works for you may not work for me. Or I can make you a custom orthotic. The advantage of the prefabs, they're less expensive. You can be in them right away. There are some good ones on the market. Um, the downside is they're not going to conform as well to your arch as a custom orthotic. They're not going to last as long. A, a prefab will probably last you a year. A custom orthotic may probably last you closer to, closer to a decade. Um, and they're not covered by insurance. The second option is I can make you a custom orthotic. And uh, the advantage of those, I can get perfect airtight contour to your arch. They're going to take more tension off the plantar fascia. They last a lot longer. And they're sometimes covered by insurance. Downside, sometimes not covered by insurance. And though they last 10 times longer than a prefab, they cost 10 times more. So where your prefab is going to cost you maybe $50, custom's going to run you closer to about $500. There's no right. There's no wrong. It's just a matter of getting the tension off of your fascia. And then I let them make the decision. And in reality is, is if it hasn't been bothering them for very long. If it's several months, I'll usually recommend that they, they start with prefab. And normally I'll say start with the prefab anyway, because we can get you started right away. Um, and then um, the, uh, and then down the road, we can get a custom. And then, you know, usually if they've been dealing with this for years, they'll just decide to get the custom and whether or not they have insurance with that, with that type of explanation, I find a fair number choose to either do custom then or later if they're not 100% better. And I'll, I'll bring it back up later if they're not 100%. Yeah. So th that spiel took you about two, two minutes and you give that, that's, so 
that rendition. So tension off the fascia, tension off the Achilles, tension off the metatarsal head, tension, but you just switch. Press, yeah, pressure pressure off the metatarsal heads, right? If it's metatarsalgia or capsulitis, if it's hallux limitus or bunions, it's compression in the first MPJ. So I give them, you know, a brief explanation of functional hallux limitus and, you know, the I just using the, the skeleton those, um, or their foot actually is a really good example. Yeah. You just load that first ray and yep. show them is that I got to bring this for, I've got to bring this metatarsal down where the toe works like this now, instead of up here where it doesn't move at all. And again, same thing, the advantages and disadvantages and let them make that choice. And, you know, I mean, then down the road, if they find that they're a hundred percent without the, um, without the, um, or with the prefab, don't worry about it. If they're not 100%, then I can offer them. I can either modify the prefab or we'll move on to a custom orthotic. So it, it's hard. It's like certain musicians, they don't know the beauty of the music they make because they've been doing it so long or you know things like that. So are there other things maybe that you're not perceiving? Do you watch their gait? Do you talk about other things? Do you spend a lot of time listening to them? Are there other things that really kind of sets you apart to do so many? Because you do like, three times or four times more than I do. Well, like, like refers like, right. I mean, my practice, I, I don't do wound care. I don't schneid. I, you know, I, it's, it's all active people with foot pain or, you know, some sort of mechanical pain. It's mostly, you know, I, I hate to even say sports medicine because it's not a lot of high-end athletes, but they're, they're active people with mechanical problems. I mean, that's all I really treat. So yeah, I've got that, I think that larger population that, that needs mechanical support, but I would say every single person that has, I mean, everybody has a mechanical problem. We, even if I'm not going to use orthoses forever, I, I don't think a lot, I think a lot of these people that we're putting in orthotics don't necessarily need orthotic therapy for the rest of their lives. We can use the orthoses to reduce load on tissue to let that tissue heal. But at least initially, I've got to get the load off that tissue to let it heal. And I mean, that, that's a term I'll use with them too. We've got to get the load off that tissue initially. So I'll, the other thing I'll do at that point is let them know, I mean, for the first month, you, you need to go get these Vionic sandals too. And you, for the first month, you're not, take, you're not even getting to go pee at night without putting something under your arch. Um, so I just, I, I think I'm driving home that fact that we've got to get the load off the tissue and and um i keep coming back to that and then as far as their exam goes i mean i watch them walk because they expect it i don't know how much most of us really get out of our gate exam more of a show Um, isn't it larry it it, it very much is and i mean that there are there's one primary test i'm looking at and that is the um supination resistance test which was first described by Don Green and Kevin Kirby back in, I think, the Valentine's book back in pediatrics back in the early 90s. And are you familiar with it, with this? So I, I, I think when I, you, I, we're talking, we'll talk about an orthotic course you recommend, and they talk about it in that yeah. course. Yeah, but I don't have to go explain, it, thing. explain it to yeah. everyone that's listening. So ba- essentially, all you're doing is you're putting the patient in stance. You tell them, don't help me, don't resist me, just relax. And you're lifting up under the navicular. That's where I lift up. And you just have to be consistent patient to patient. And you're seeing how hard is it to lift up that arch, to move that arch? Does it take one finger, five fingers, eight fingers? Um, Craig Payne did a study that showed that I, I think two or three fingers is about 60 newtons of force. And, and six fingers was 300 newtons of force for him. 
And you will find that all the, this is not dependent whatsoever on the foot posture is how difficult it is to supinate that foot. Well, if it's difficult for me to supinate the foot, it's going to be difficult for the structures that have to supinate the foot. You know, I mean, those are the posterior tib, the, the plantar fascia plays a role, the soleus, uh, the, the glutes. I mean, these all these structures are going to be under greater stress if they have to work harder to supinate the foot. So, and you'll find if you do this, there's almost no relationship. And there was a study by Ian Griffiths um, in the UK back in early 2000s that, so there's no relationship at all really between foot posture and how difficult it is to do the supination resistance test. It's mostly dependent on the subtalar joint axis location. Even, and weight plays some role, but not a huge role. Like 12% of it was due to weight. So anyway, you'll see these really flat feet that you expect are going to be hard to supinate and they're easy. And these fairly normal arch feet that you expect will be difficult and it's hard or you expect to be easy and it's difficult to do it. So that's really where I kind of look at where do I need a custom versus a prefab? And is this person likely to do okay just with a prefab? Because my overall, overall philosophy, and I tell the patient this too, is that do the least expensive thing that's going to give you 100% of your relief. If it's a prefab, go with it. If it's, if it's not, we'll move on from there. Um, and the other thing I'll bring up then is if their supination resistance is really tough, I'll explain to them, I can't get deep enough around your heel to apply a force medial, and I don't tell them this part, to apply a force medial to the subtalar joint axis with a prefabricator orthotic. There are no prefabs with really deep heel cups. I need to go deeper on your heel but I'm, I'm showing them, I'm pressing on their heels, showing how I need to apply force to that thing. So I'm really just trying to get force as far medial to the subtalar joint axis as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. So, and that's another, you know, that's my other explanation is that this is why you might do better. You would do better with a customer orthotic. I can go deeper around your heel so I can put that force. If it's a lateral instability, I can go deeper laterally for the same reason. I can apply a lateral heel sky to that on that orthotic. Now, let's talk a little bit about um, in terms of the making of orthotics. I, I know I tend to do a very traditional orthotic for, I'd say the 80-20 rule. So 80% of my patients, the, the orthotic is pretty similar. Are you doing bells and whistles for every single one or are they? Almost hundred percent of what I do is based on the tissue stress theory. I mean, what tissue is under stress and this was first described by oh, um, McPoyle, Tom McPoyle, a physical therapist, PhD, back in the in the nineties. Um, and this is used throughout the body. You know, I mean, podiatry's kind of had its own language for biomechanics to some extent. We're trying to move more toward what everybody else is 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 using. So tissue stress just says identify the tissue under stress and do something to take stress off that tissue. So if it's the posterior tibialis then I want to grab that arch. I, I mean, how do I take tension off the posterior tip? I'm going to grab the arch. I'm going to go deep around the heel. I'm going to use some sort of varus wedging effect to put more surface area or more force medial to the subtalar joint axis. That might be a, a, ver a medial heel sky. It could be an inversion of the positive. It could be a Blake inverted. It doesn't matter which of those it is. It's just, I need to do something to put that force over there. And I'll do a deeper heel cup. I might do a 24 millimeter heel cup on the medial side and you know, 18 lateral on that situation just for shoe fit. But if it's ankle sprains, if there if there's lateral ankle instability or pro, let's put if it's peroneal tendonitis, let's say it's peroneus brevis, I'm gonna do this just the opposite. 
I don't want that device to grab that arch very tight. I, I, I want to lower, um, I, I, want, I want them to be able to pronate. I'm going to do a deeper heel cup laterally. I'm going to do a lateral heel sky. Um, if it's the fascia, I just want to take tension off of it. And there's two studies really that really focus there. One is that first Cogler study I told you about with really close arch contour. But Cogler did a really interesting study also that showed that valgus forefoot wedging quite dramatically decreases tension on the plantar fascia. Um, and so I'll incorporate that. And as, I, you, as you know, I'm um, a medical director for an orthotic lab, and we actually have a list on, on our prescription form of, of pathology-specific orthotics, right? Yep. So, and all we do is we, we update it as the literature changes, but we keep that, we, we look at what is currently the best way to try and get stress off whatever tissue there is. So for the most part, I'm looking you know, if it's posterior tibial tendon dysfunction, I'm going to probably do that same prescription, pretty similar on anybody with that problem. Although if their supination resistance is really tough, I might do a six millimeter heel sky. If it's not so tough. I might do a two millimeter heel sky. That's, gr so, that's great. Um, Larry, in terms of when you see patients and, and I kind of deal with this, um, when do you do it in your course, like plantar fasciitis pain, eight, nine, or 10, you offer it first, or do you get them calmed down first and then do the orthotics? Same thing with Achilles, Achilles tendonitis. You offer it first, first visit, you wait till they yeah. feel a little bit better. The, there's not much evidence that Achilles responds very well to orthotic therapy. I, I think if it does, and this, I'm going to, I'm quoting Craig Payne on this one. So this isn't mine, but if it does, if, if it, in those patients where, if you look at the literature, orthotics don't really play a great role in, in Achilles tendinopathy. But I think we all, all of us who do orthotics know some people to respond. And it's probably those people with a higher supination resistance because you can use that orthotic to decrease the tension on the soleus. So in that situation, they may help. And now I almost always get them in some sort of orthotic because heel lifts have level one evidence that they are effective. So, and if you put a heel lift in without the orthotic, you run the risk of, of actually pronating the foot at, at the mid-tarsal joint. So if I'm going to put a heel lift in, I always put in or, or some sort of, at least a prefab in. So for Achilles, I'll use heel lifts always. Mm -hmm. And then the other two level one evidence for Achilles are, are shockwave and eccentric strengthening. So it's those, those three for Achilles. And I can't remember what that, what your question was. No, no. Um, in, in, in that, that ex, no, we were talking about in terms of when do you offer it for like metatarsalgia, oh, peroneal, do you offer it first line or do first, you try first, first line? And it, it, when I say orthotics, by the way, I'm prefab or custom. I'm, they have to get in some sort of orthotic right off the bat. I'll, I give them the advantages and disadvantages. They can decide if they want to do prefab or custom. Often they'll do both because they want something right away and they'll do, and they'll want the ortho, the custom ones for long-term. But yeah, I mean, if it's metatarsalgia, if it's, if it's plantar fascia, if posterior tib, peroneal, well, not so much, sometimes peroneal, you can usually just use a valgus wedge on an insole, on a shoe insole if you need it. But um but if it's any of these conditions where I really need to reduce tension on the structure and orthotics have been shown to be effective at that, they're, they're always a first line treatment, whether it be prefab or custom. You know, I think now, how do you deal? I, I know I, I struggle with this. When you talk about plantar fasciitis, there's like 500 treatment options for it. And how do you yeah. simplify it? Let's say patient comes in, 
first visit, what are you going to, and you make the diagnosis, you get x-ray, maybe an ultrasound, you make the diagnosis. What do you offer them the first visit without overwhelming them? Um, I offer them always some sort of orthotic device, either mm -hmm. prefabric. I mean, I, I say we have to get the tension off of this thing. So we always do orthotics. We do something on shoes and then also um, some sort of slipper, usually bionic slipper or sandal. I, do, I, do, yep. I don't, I don't carry them in the office, but I, it's just too much um, stuff, too much inventory, but I, you know, they have to go to Amazon or something to get those. And then, um, uh, so that's number one. Sometimes we'll throw a, a, we'll show them how to tape if I need them to more load off of there. Um, my staff, I just mentioned that my staff will do that part. Okay. And then, and then, so that's part one. And then I said, well, let's look at, see how thick this thing is. Cause I go over, you know, if it's, if it, itis, I always go over the itis is probably the first month or so, but most studies show that the itis portion only lasts for a month or two. And then we get into degenerative, which is osis. And mm -hmm. we always do, if it's, if it's been present for more than a couple months, I always do an ultrasound. And then, um, and then we do the ultrasound. If it's thick, if it's more than six, for example, um, I'll talk, always talk about shockwave. Um, and, and if it's, you know, if it's at, right at six, I'll say, you know, you may do fine just getting the load off it. We can try that first. If it's eight, I don't think they do very well without shockwave yeah. um, long-term. So we, I, I get to that point. Um, if they're late, because we schedule new patients at 30 minutes and we're in downtown Seattle, essentially, and traffic sucks. So um, if they are late, then they're going to, I'm just going to mention these items and I've got a packet of info. It's actually a page from our website, either send them to that page or I actually, we've printed out the dozen pages I have on heel pain on the website as a packet of info. And so you read over that and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get you back next time. I don't take x-rays on every heel pain patient anymore. I, I almost, I do a lot more ultrasound than I do x-rays. Wow, perfect. Um, if I have time, I'll do the x-rays, but that's, it's, it, uh, x, the ultrasound makes a huge difference on my treatment plan, uh, where x-rays almost make, it rarely make any difference. Except if they have a spur, I can show them, you know, this is indicative, this has been, even if your pain's only been here a few months, it's, indicative this has been coming for a long time or you can show them the biomechanics a little bit i guess too yeah how about let's say you get them better get them the orthotics they do the shockwave they're feeling better are you uh do you think there's a need to come back yearly to evaluate their orthotics do they come back when they need you when they need a new pair how do you follow up with them so as you do we use athena and I've actually stopped using, so we follow up usually by, we, we do like to see people back at least every couple of years if they had orthotics and we use active campaign. We just dump our patients from, I, I got, I, I got frustrated with Athena's emails because they can't unsubscribe. I, 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 I just moved over to keep just so you know. Okay. Yeah. And, and so we just use active camp. We just dump. How, how do you, so teach me how you, I have to learn how to do this. So okay. you, do you make a report once a month with all the new emails? And you dump or how do you do that? Well, we, I'd like to say it's once a month. It's probably once every three months. We just take a, re, we do a report of all the new patients. Yep. And we dump those into our, um, our Athena, our Athena um, database in active campaign. Cool. And so it's always updated um, that way. And, and so, I mean, I, we should probably do a little bit more often, but the people were in two months ago, they still remember our names. So I'm not that concerned about them. And then at least a 
few times a year, we just send out kind of a general email. It's it, it usually some good health information. And at the end, we'll mention, hey, if you haven't had your orthotics up, you know, checked in a couple of years, it's probably time to come in. I'd like, I keep on my list of many, many things to do is a Athena, or not that, an active campaign, drip campaign that would go out in, you know, six weeks, six months, a year, and then probably annually from the date they pick up the orthotics. So that's, that's the ultimate. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. I, so, and, and I, as we finish up here, I'm going to talk about my, my thought, and I think this would be a good thing for an orthotic company to do. Um, maybe, maybe the one you're, yeah. you're at, but my, my, my thought, it's two things. One is the subscription, but the neat thing I, I was thinking, if you would have a subscription, let's say almost like um, care credits, right? So right now we have care credits. So instead of you get your orthotics for, cause here it's cash pay. So 550, it averages up about $15 a month. And then every three years they get a new pair or they could cancel the subscription. Um, you would, you would finance it. So the doctor, we would get the 550 up front. The financing company would take all the risk, but the cool thing, the financing company, if it was filtered with active campaign, it could be a marketing company. So they could send out emails to everyone yeah. reminding them the importance of the orthotics. You know, like if, if you need any refurbishing, if you want a second pair. And so basically your orthotic company would then be a finance company and a, a marketing company. So right. anyway, that was my, no, uh, that's, it's a great idea. Um, Again, it's just always, it's always implementation. Ooh, it's right? Or who's going to do it. It's a who, right. not how. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Larry, I think we, we covered a lot. I, I think if, if anyone's listening and, and they're, they're doing our thoughts, they're doing less than 60 or 50 a pair, listen to this over and over and, and try to uh, do well, something. Let me also give you, there's, I think there's, um, I'll send you a link to put in the show notes. Um, okay. Two lectures we got on the, um, I'm the medical director of Prolapse. So I've got two, I think, like we got a ton of, of webinars and lectures there, but there's two I would look at. One is how orthotics function. I think you just watch this. You, it just, it's the modern take on, when I say modern take, I mean the, the, the latest literature on how do orthotics actually function. I mean, orthotics, for example, do not predictably change alignment. They don't, it, this, they don't function through kinetics or through kinematics. They function almost exclusively through kinetics. They change forces, not position. And understanding, I think, plays a big role in being able to be confident in how you prescribe these things. So I'm going to simplify it because you're very smart. And a lot of yes. us, you know, we're not as smart. So basically what I used to always think is that when the heel was everted, my orthotic is going to invert the heel. That's not correct. It doesn't do that. Not predictably it, it, by any means. It no. applies forces though. And that's what you're yes. talking about. So, okay, yep. you're going to send that one yep. thing. Go on. So I'll send you a link for that lecture. It's like 40 minutes long, I think. And then the second one, which almost more important is a, a 20 minute talk on, there's some amazing education available online right now. And I mean, in six months, you can be the orthotic expert in your region. Um, one particular course, we don't need to go over it right now, but I'll send you a link to a lecture we did on going through all the available um, um, resources online on making yourself an orthotic expert. That's awesome. And um, yeah, you can, I think in six months, you can easily be the expert in your area. That's great, Larry. And if they want to learn more about you or ProLab, just let us know. How would they do that? Yeah, ProLabOrthotics.com. Um, my office website is footankle.com. Very good. Hey, thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, Don. Always good to talk to you.